Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. Guests who are here with us this morning, as well as to everyone joining us by video and podcast. This Wednesday begins our celebration of our season of Lent as we gather together for our community Ash Wednesday service, which will be this coming Wednesday, March 2nd at 7 o'clock p.m. at Slifer's. We are all invited as we join together as one community and family of God to begin our Lenten observance together. Our congregation's midweek Lent and Holy Week schedule is printed in the back on the back of your bulletin. Once again this year, we will be having only the worship service at 7 o'clock p.m. However, we are trying out something new and providing snacks for after the worship service. A sign-up sheet for, for providing snacks is available on the bulletin board in the fellowship hall we recommend that, given the current situation, all snacks be pre-wrapped pre or pre-packaged. On Palm Sunday, April 10th, we will be bringing back the dramatic reading of the Passion Story in parts. A sign-up sheet for this is also available on the bulletin board in the Fellowship Hall. Please feel free to sign up if you would like to be part of this unique experience. Due to a technical issue on my end, sermon slides for this morning are unavailable, but will be utilized once again next week. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with prayer. O Lord, our maker, redeemer, and comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
word of the Lord came to me. But Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth. God calls both young and old to serve him. May the Lord bless the, the words that we speak today in this place. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, on the mountain you showed your glory in the transfiguration of your Son. Give us the vision to see beyond the turmoil of our world and to behold the King in all his glory. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. For our children's sermon today, those of you who play sports, have played sports, or like to watch sports. Imagine that you're on the court or on the field. You hear all kinds of voices shouting at you and shouting around you from the stands and from the sidelines. It's really tough to tell which voice is important, which voice you have to listen to, because there are so many voices yelling, go this way, go that way, do this, do that. But fortunately, there's only one voice that you really have to listen to and pay attention to. Anyone want to guess who that is? The coach. Yes, the coach. Because the coach is the one who can see everything, who has a plan, and who knows what's going on, and who knows what is best for every player. So the coach is the voice even with all the other voices that are going on, the coach is the one voice that you really have to zero in on, pay attention, listen to, and follow. And that's really a comforting thing when you're playing the game, because that means you can't get confused. You know whose voice to listen to, the voice that knows what's going on, the one voice that'll help you get to where you need to be. And life is like that. We hear all kinds of different voices telling us, listen to me, listen to me. I know what's best. You should follow me. You should listen to me and do what I say. But fortunately, we have someone, we have one voice, probably the only voice, who it is really important to listen to above everything else. That's the voice of Jesus. Jesus is just like our coach, because our coach not only knows the game, our coach has also played the game and knows how to play the game. And so we listen to Jesus because he played the game. He was just like us, a human being like us, so he knows what it's like, he knows what's best, he knows where to go. And that means he is the voice, the one voice that we are to listen to. Everybody, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus help, me to listen to you. help me to listen to you. Amen.
The first reading is found in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verses 1 through 12, found on pages 329 and 330 in your P Bible. Then Moses climbed Mount Nebo from the plains of Moab to the top of Pisgah across from Jericho. There the Lord showed him the whole land from Gilad to Dan and all of Nephtim, the territory of Ephraim and Mansah, all the land of Judah as far as the western sea, the Negev, and the whole region from the valley of Jericho, the city of Palms as far as Zor. Then the Lord said to him, This is the land I have promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, when I said, I will give it to you, to your descendants. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you will not cross over into it. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in Moab, as the Lord had said. He buried him in Moab, in the valley opposite Beth Peor, but to this day no one knows where his grave is. Moses was 127 years old when he died, yet his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. The Israelites grieved for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days until the time of weeping and mourning was over. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites listened to him and did what the Lord had commanded Moses. Since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, who did all those miraculous signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in Egypt, to Pharaoh, and to all his officials, and to his whole land. For no one has ever shown the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. Here in the first reading. The second reading is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3-6, through 6, found on page 1797-98 to 98 in your pew Bible. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and in ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of glory of God in the face of Christ. Here in the second reading.
Gospel according to St. Luke, the ninth chapter, beginning at the 28th verse. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and enveloped them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and told no one at that time what they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Since I don't want to get stuck in a rut, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands and then ask a seemingly bizarre question. That's not to say that that won't come back again soon, of course. Instead, this morning, I'm going to have all of you think about this question. Why are you here? Now, I don't mean to, to, uh, to ask why you're here in some sort of general existential sense. Instead, I want to ask, why are you here at St. Andrew this morning? Of all the places you could, you could have been this morning, especially on another cold morning like this one, you, uh, you chose to be here. For those of you who are watching the video or listening to the podcast, there are a lot of other things you could be doing right now, yet you chose to be here. Why? I'm sure that if we went around the room, we could probably come up with all sorts of different answers as to why we think we're here. Maybe we're here because it's our habit, what we've always done since we were younger. Maybe we're here because we want our kids to have a positive influence. Maybe we're here ourselves because we want something relatively positive to start off the week. Maybe we're here because we want to visit with family members and friends, especially those we don't normally get to see during the week. Maybe we're here because it's the first stop on our way to a busy day full of other obligations and errands. Maybe we're here because we need advice. Maybe we're also even here because we have nothing better to do. And all, the, and all these reasons why we think we're here this morning are perfectly valid. But there's a more important reason why we're here, and one which is the real reason. We're here to listen to Jesus. We're here because Jesus wants to meet us here. We're here because Jesus wants us to take time to spend with him. We're here because Jesus wants us to stop everything else, put everything else down, and listen to him. Coming to listen to Jesus is indeed the most important, especially to take time out from the insanity and activity 
of all the rest of this week. We're, we're here because almost all we've, we've been hearing about this week has been the war going on between Ukraine and Russia and the implications it may have for us over here. And we need somewhere where we can just have a moment of peace and hear about hope. We're here because for the past couple of years, we've been stressed about everything going on because of the coronavirus, how it's changed our lives and everything else. And we just need somewhere just to take time from the ever-changing, to take time out from the ever-changing world. We're here because we've been having to deal with personal issues with our own families, in our neighborhoods, at our jobs, at our schools, and we need somewhere where we can just spend an hour or so away from what we're having to deal with. We're here because we've been having to deal with issues with our health or facing some other kind of, of crisis, and we need support from other people. But in all of these, the solution, and again, the real reason why we're all here is still the same, to listen to Jesus. We're here to meet with Jesus, to encounter him, let him speak to us, and listen to him. In today's gospel reading, Jesus' disciples have a special encounter with him as they see him as fully God. They see him glowing, dazzling white, and talking with Moses and Elijah. But then the most important part of the whole experience happens. A voice from heaven says in plain language, this is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. That was an experience that changed everything for Peter, James, and John. Because now they could really see and experience Jesus for who he really was and understand who he really was. That he now was fulfilling everything Moses and Elijah had talked about. Everything they had heard about in their worship services before and that now he was the one they were to listen to. So the other question to ask ourselves this morning is, are we really listening to Jesus? What I mean is, every time we come here, we do a lot of hearing. We hear a lot of things. We hear about what's going to be going on at the church and in the community for the next week or two. We hear Bible passages being read. We hear words be spoken, as we are now. But are we really listening? We hear, but does it mean anything to us? Every time we come here this morning, whether or not we realize it, Jesus is actually trying to talk to us. He is talking to us in the words of the Bible being read. He wants to encounter us, to actually meet with us. The difference between hearing and listening is this. When we hear, we're just taking everything in. We're hearing a lot about Jesus and what the Bible says, but all we're doing is just receiving it. It's like we're handed a note, we look at it, and then we put it in our pockets, forget about it for a bit, and then are reminded about it again when we take it out of our pocket but it doesn't really do anything for us. It's more passive. But on the other hand, when we listen, it's more active. We're seeking to understand, we're seeking to understand what is being said and what it means for us. We're not just receiving a note, 
and then putting it in our pockets to forget, to, to forget about it. We're acting on what is said in the note. It's motivating us to do something. And that's the difference between simply hearing Jesus and listening to him. We can hear his words being spoken, but then leave here with everything still the same. It has no impact on us. But if we listen, and if we seek to understand, if we let Jesus really speak to us, then what Jesus tells us can make a difference. It can change us. It can impact us. And we can leave here changed. So we are to ask, whenever we hear God's word being read, what is Jesus trying to say to me? What does he want me to listen to? How does he want me to be changed by what I'm listening to? This is something we are to be actively asking regularly. And I will also point out that that does not just take place during the sermon. That does not just take place during the words I speak. Frequently it happens that when a, pa a passage from the Bible or a verse is being read, one particular verse just jumps right out of us and we, and we realize, oh, that's what I meant to listen to today. That's what God wants to say to me. Or something else can happen during the worship service. Maybe we're singing one of the hymns and all of a sudden we come across a couple words or a verse that really hits us in a special way. And we realize that's what I meant to, that's what I meant to listen to. That's what God wants to say to me today. Maybe something else happens. Someone says something to us, especially something particularly meaningful. Someone maybe even just gives us a smile. And we realize that's what God wants me to listen to. That's what he wants to say to me today. So there are all other kinds of different ways than just the sermon that Jesus speaks to us. But if we come with open minds and open hearts, and we let Jesus speak to us, if we allow ourselves to listen to Jesus, then he can impact us and change us in a special way. Listening to Jesus is active and is something we ought to expect. At any moment, Jesus can speak to us and we can listen. Listening to Jesus is something which takes being active and being intentional. However, it's usually easier said than done because we still have all kinds of other things which are clamoring for our attention at any given time. We're almost constantly checking our phones to make sure we haven't missed any texts or alerts. We're looking to our devices or TVs for information and entertainment. We have to deal with the needs of another person at any given time. It's nearly seemingly impossible for us just to be able to take time out to listen to Jesus. But in order to be able to listen to Jesus, we have to be intentional. We have to really want to. We have to be intentional about setting everything else aside, turning off our phones, devices, and TVs, even for a few moments, telling everyone else who may want our attention that we need time to listen to Jesus and then doing so. It does take effort, and it does take being active and intentional, 
But setting aside everything else, setting aside everything else, even for a few moments, just to be able to spend time with Jesus and listen to him, makes everything else easier to deal with. I mentioned before that one of the things I greatly appreciate about living in Farmersville is that most of the time, it's really quiet here. Now, there are exceptions, of course, like the first Monday of every month when the, uh, when the siren goes off. But otherwise, it's usually pretty quiet around here. I heard a few chuckles, yes. <clears throat> however, um, however actually, I should say that that's, that's especially helpful for me because I have a tendency to let myself be overwhelmed by trying to pay attention to everything else around me, especially sounds and sights. And I'm sure many others of you probably struggle with the same kind of thing. However, I'll confess that even, that even I still struggle with being able to set aside everything else in order to be able to listen to Jesus. At any moment, at, at literally just about any moment, I have a task, a text or other message, or some other issue which seems to be more important than anything else and which I have to deal with, but which I may, which I may not know how to, how to be able to deal with at, right at that moment. So I too have to practice being intentional about setting aside everything else, putting my phone down, waiting on responding to a message, putting aside any thoughts of a particular issue, and just spending some quiet time with Jesus, listening to him. And what I find when I do so is that everything else becomes easier to deal with. And I usually find the most effective solution to what I'm having to deal with. If I take time, even for a few moments, to spend time listening to Jesus. And usually this happens after some quiet time. All of a sudden, I will hear, I, I, I will hear something in my mind, which, see, which, which seems to be a perfectly workable solution. Or I'll, I'll actually get a text or a message or have a conversation with someone out of the blue, which prevents, or, 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 rather, or rather, which presents a solution to whatever I'm having to deal with. But again, the whole purpose is to be intentional about listening to Jesus and being open to listening to Jesus. The moments of peace and clarity, which I gain from being able to set aside everything else just to listen to Jesus, are ones which I consider valuable and which I frequently wish would happen more often. But the way such moments can happen for each of us is if we are intentional about taking time out, whether once a day or even a few times a day, just to be able to listen to Jesus. And when we listen to Jesus, things can change. Things can even change for the better. And, believe it or not, church is not the only place where we can listen to Jesus. Jesus speaks to us, and we can listen to him anytime, anywhere. Coming to church ought never to be a matter of guilt. Believe it or not, God's opinion of us doesn't change whether or not we're here in church regularly. We don't need to fear punishment or even worry about whether God will keep liking us or not 
if we're not in church on a regular basis, even if we've been told that's how God operates, which he doesn't, God doesn't just speak to us in church. He, speak to, he speaks to us anytime, anywhere. Which leads to another issue. We can actually determine what Jesus is really telling us by what he seems to be saying. I mentioned before that we can actually distinguish between the voice, what the voice of God is and what the voice of God is not. I'm going to expand on that a bit to say that over time, there have been a lot of voices which have claimed to be the voice of Jesus, but have actually tried to add on to his words and are in fact not his voice, even though they claim to speak to, for him. For example, any voice which tells us that we have to judge, hate, or condemn another person is not the voice of Jesus, because that is contrary to what Jesus did on earth and how he is now. Any voice which tells us that we have to fulfill even more requirements or follow even more certain rules in order for God to love us and, and, and in order for us to be saved is not the voice of Jesus because the reason he came to die in the first place and to rise again was to save us from having to follow requirements and rules in order to be saved. Any voice that, which tells us that Jesus speaks to certain people and not to others is certainly not the voice of Jesus because Jesus speaks to all of us. No one person can, can claim to have greater access to Jesus than anyone else. Everyone has the same access and the same opportunity for Jesus to speak to them and to listen to Jesus. Believe it or not, even though I am a pastor, Jesus does not speak to me more than anybody else. Frequently, Jesus has actually spoken to me through the wise counsel which many of you have offered to me over the years, for which I thank you. Jesus speaks to each and every one of us, and we all listen to him. On the other hand, any voice which offers us comfort is the voice of Jesus. And to go back to the children's sermon, one of the most comforting things the most comforting thing is the fact that the voice of Jesus is the most consistently comforting voice which we can hear, and the only voice, the only real voice, which we are to listen to. Any voice which offers us encouragement is the voice of Jesus. Any voice which offers us a solution to whatever we have to face, which, even though it may be a challenge, ends up working, working out well, is the voice of Jesus. Any voice which encourages us to encourage others is the voice of Jesus. Any voice which motivates us to comfort others is the voice of Jesus. If we listen to the voice of Jesus and what it really says, then we are able to speak. And that is the main reason we listen to Jesus to be able to speak. The moments of peace and clarity which we gain from listening to Jesus are meant for us to be able to act on. Once again, be active. 
The words which we gain from listening to Jesus are those which we are to pass along, especially words of comfort and encouragement. Even as we can listen to Jesus at any time, at any time we might be given the active opportunity to speak the right word to someone who needs special guidance or relief. That is why we're all really here this morning, to listen to Jesus, to be changed by him, to be encouraged to listen to him every day, and to pass along the comfort and encouragement we hear to others. This is something we can expect and something we can be actively expecting and pursuing. So let us no longer just hear, let us listen. Let us seek to understand what Jesus is telling us and what he wants us to say. As we listen and understand, let us speak. Especially as we continue to struggle in a world currently plagued by war, illness, conflict, and struggle. Let us listen to the encouraging and comforting voice of Jesus. And let us encourage and comfort one another and other people with the voice of Jesus as we speak with his voice. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
And now together let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please feel free to place your offering in either one of the plates at the back of the sanctuary. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in abundance, so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. Transform us by your greatness, O God. Send us down the mountain to share joy with all people. Make us agents of change, confident that your hope will vanquish despair and your goodness will conquer evil. Lord, in your mercy, bring peace between Ukraine and Russia. Be with all of the members of our nation's armed forces, diplomatic corps, and our citizens who are currently, who are currently over in that part of the world. Protect all the pastors who, are, who, who either have had to flee or who, have, or who are still remaining behind to minister, to minister to the people who are left. We pray for an end to war, violence, and bloodshed, and for peace between all nations. Lord, in your mercy, strengthen the leaders of our local governments. Bless them with gifts of integrity, creativity, and sound conscience. Build up safe and joyful, joyful communities where all people may thrive. Lord, in your mercy. Today we shout Alleluia from the mountaintop. This week we enter the wilderness of Lent. Bless all who prepare and lead us in worship during this change of season and all who contribute to our worship life. Lord, in your mercy. Heal those who are in distress. Give patience to those waiting for answers. Grant hope to those who have reached the limits of treatment. Give compassionate hearts to those who accompany loved ones through illness and uncertainty. We pray for all those whom we name silently in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Blessed are they who listen to Christ's voice in this life and now rest with him. Transform us from glory into glory and give us your peace that we do not lose heart. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.
subscribe to The Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always.